Hello, welcome to episode two of Beyond Reconstruction, the podcast. Today, is my newfound Instagram friend, Rebecca, I want to say, Drumster? Yes, sir. Yes, nice to meet you. This is literally the first time that you and I are speaking. Yes, it is. Nice to meet you, Mark. Yeah, I have been on your website. You look like you're a very busy person. Yes, I would agree with that for sure. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for taking the time. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. So um, where should we begin? I guess the very beginning is always a good place to start, apparently. <laughs> um, yes. If you want to quote the sound of music, which is my mother's favorite movie all time. Oh, um, yes, I had to go to Austria just because of that movie, so. <laughs> oh, yes. I would love my mom. Oh, my gosh. Um, she went to some... They they did a production of it here in New Zealand uh, a while a couple of years ago I think and uh, she got to meet the actress playing Maria and everything and oh my goodness it was a whole thing <laughs> wonderful well she'll have to come to the U S so she can go to the Von, the Von Trapp family has their home and a hotel and all of that in the U S so <laughs> she'll have to come over here <laughs> so I guess our our point of connection i suppose i i saw on your website you literally have deconstruction t-shirts on your website (laughs) yes to help raise awareness yes but i have to ask you a question don't you get sick of using the word deconstruction (laughs) uh a little bit yes (laughs) i surely do (laughs) yeah it's a lot i i mean i've got like a website a book a podcast a blog like it's mm-hmm. it's a whole it's a whole project yes i am grateful that we have a word because when my journey began 12 years ago there wasn't a word that helped explain or describe it so your journey started in 2009 uh, about then yes oh, okay mine was 2008 so i'm a little bit uh one year one year further down the very track. close not that it's a competition <laughs> um, imagine that imagine like comparing deconstruction stories oh my gosh <clears throat> anyway um yeah no thanks for taking the time as i say uh so so yeah 2009 take us back what was the was there like a single event that happened was it a bunch of stuff like what, what kicked things kicked things off for yeah. you in the construction space yes um so like many other people it was kind of a compilation of things um, I had lived in India for a while. I was teaching English and Bible. I lived at an orphanage. And I began noticing, and this is when I was younger, you know, around 19 years old. And, and I started noticing things were different then. And I was, well, women could show their bellies, but they had to cover their ankles. Well, in my world, we had to cover our bellies, but we could, you know, show our ankles. And, but yet these people were such devoted Christians and so much of their culture was different. They had drums in their music. We weren't allowed to have drums in our music. Um, there were a lot of things like that, that I just noticed were different. And when I got home, I remember going to the church I grew up in and just having this overall feeling of this is dead. There's no life here. And that mm. sort of thought was not welcomed, of course. And I was, that's kind of where I look to as those seeds started. 
was by getting to travel, getting to experience how other people viewed life and Christianity. But forward, you know, going fast forward several years to me having my first child. And Mm -hmm. we'd had a really great pregnancy, but my labor and delivery was long and very, very hard. And um, I ended up with a C-section where I felt the doctor cut me open. And um, it was very, very traumatic. And finally, we make it home. I bring my my little girl home from the hospital. And there we are, a newborn laying next to me in bed while I'm recovering. And I remember saying, God, where were you? You abandoned me. And... I had been raised inside a denomination called Independent Fundamental Baptist. I had been part of a homeschool organization called IBLP or the Institute in Basic Life Principles run by Bill Gothard. And I had, yes, and I had other, others as well, other influences in my life, but those are the two big ones. And Mm. I just, I was like, I'd been promised all these things, all this do it right and pray the prayers and say the, you know, say the right words and honor your husband and be a submissive wife and, you know, all these things and the lived experience, what I had just walked through when my child's life was almost, almost at risk and I suffered and that is the big moment where all those little moments that I'd experienced before kind of came together to this point where I'm a first time mom and I'm questioning the existence of God as I'm Mm. raising a little child. And so that is, that's that big pivotal moment for me. I have like three thoughts at once to respond to that. Yeah, um, go for it. The first thing to say is when you said the word abandon, like, God, you've abandoned me. I was like, oh, man, I resonate with that so strongly. Like, my issue mm-hmm. back in 2008 was a very severe, um, what was called a hypermanic episode. Essentially, I was diagnosed as bipolar. I was hospitalized okay. for like a month. Like, after, you know, not sleeping for three days and mm-hmm. and things and stuff like that. And there was, yes. it was a trip, like a drug yes. trip without the drugs basically yeah but very intense yeah so i remember i was a street evangelist for around four four or five years so i was very zealous and very passionate and that feeling you described of like god you abandoned me like you actually nearly had me in tears when you said that i was like Mm. oh my god because i felt exactly the same thing i was just Mm. like god everything i could to serve you i was doing everything i could and you basically left. I, I could almost echo word for word what you just said. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh. I don't think I quite articulated it like that. But, man, mm. alive. You... Cool. The second thing is, oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm, I'm being very careful to protect people here. But I literally am connected with somebody. And I'm, I've got a website, beyondreconstruction.com. Yes. And I'm actually going to promote the heck out of your website on my website, by the way. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Your... Oh, no, I can see what you're doing. is so valuable, like the coaching and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. de- dealing with faith deconstruction, religious abuse, like all that stuff. I'll, I'll link it on the website. I'll, I'll make a place for it somewhere. But um, I just met um, someone who's just been, you know, married for a number of years and just had their first child and dealing with postpartum depression and mm-hmm. faith deconstruction at the same time. Um, and I'm like, I'm 38 and single, and it's I feel kind of a freedom to process things for myself. Yes. I couldn't 
imagine what it would be like being in a relationship, let alone married with a child, going mm-hmm. through safety construction. I couldn't even imagine. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh my god. I mean, you probably can imagine, but um, yeah. So, so t- well, since I brought it up, like, talk to us a little bit about your your coaching and stuff, and, and what you do, and and the services you provide, because I think it's incredible. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, it was about 12 years ago with the birth of my daughter when my own journey began out of evangelical fundamentalism. And I looked for resources everywhere and I could find nothing. Yes, that was 12 years ago, but it's only been about the, what, last two or three years that really people have walked into this space. Um, And so... I went from counselor to counselor and people could understand a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And well, we, but no one could understand a cult background or understanding, but that's a mainstream American denomination. How is that a, you know, cults behaviors? Oh man. I know. I hit, sorry to just jump in for a second. Yeah. I have this conversation with people all the time. I'm like, yeah, I grew up Christian. And they're like, you didn't, you wouldn't call it a cult. Would you? And I'm like, well, for me, I kind of break it. I think of the, you know, I think of the word culture, like culture, right? Like mm-hmm. culture. You know, I think every environment we're in is some kind of a culture. Yes. You know? And I think not that much of a stretch to call it a cult, really. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 not teaching you critical thinking skills. It's not um, really preparing you for the real world. Um, you know, there's a book I have. I'm looking for the title it's in front of me somewhere. Um, there's a there's in here in New Zealand. There's a place down on the South Island called Gloria Vale, okay. and it's essentially it's it's a you know it's it's a by definition a cult. Okay. And I've got a book here. If anyone wants a book recommendation, it's called Daughter of Gloria Vale by Lilia Tawada, and um, she is kind of doing some coaching stuff herself as well. Like she, you know, she's gone through the whole cult thing. I I, I want to get her on the podcast at some point. Um, I've reached out on Instagram, so hopefully she'll hear this. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going back to you. I would love you just to and take your time and please, you know, don't be ashamed to promote yourself because I think what you're doing is, is amazing. So um, if somebody is struggling with what I, I mean, I refer to in the first sort of chapter of my book as spiritual disorientation, you know, where, the, where you're mm-hmm. like you've been spun around or you're like tipsy drunk or something like that, you know, and you're like, where do I, where do I start? So, so, so take us through it. Like if somebody who's listening to this is in that sort of place of like spiritual disorientation, whatever label you want to call it, faith deconstruction, whatever label, um, mm-hmm. wh- wh- where would you start with them? I, I can see you've got like a, is it like a free starting kind of a session sort of a thing or? Yes, I do. Um, I offer a free 30-minute call uh, just to come and talk to me and see if we mesh and see if we're a good fit, um, see if where you are in your journey is something that I can come alongside and walk with you. And um, so far, nobody hasn't been a good fit. <laughs> so um, You could, if you wanted to, you could just treat this conversation like a 30-minute call and just so people, people get a feel for it. <laughs> what it's like you know like no pressure there you go um no pressure no pressure let's sort of treat it like that a little bit you know i mean feel (laughs) all i mean is like feel free to ask me any questions or whatever you want okay let's let's make this a a two-way conversation there you Um, go perfect (laughs) well yeah you were talking about the cult concept and how culture and cult and i love um going back to stephen hassan's bite model of authoritarian control. And so often that's one of the big clues to are you in a healthy 
It could be a home, a school, a church, mm. a ministry, an organization. And that's, so his bite model is B is for behavior control, then information control, thought control, and emotion control. Oh, wow. And that is where you see so many churches stepping into that cult-like mentality mm-hmm. where you're only able to listen to approved music and read from approved oh. authors or you think they control go ahead sorry sorry I'm, it's going to be a bit clunky remember listeners this is the first time we've ever spoken so just putting that up <laughs> but um do you think you know there's that saying they say you know the road to hell is paved with good intentions like do you think that these sort of leaders and pastors set out to be a controlling environment or, or to have a controlling environment or, or do you think it's like it's kind of like you know, their, their intentions are sort of in the right place and it gets, you know, sort of taken off track or, or, or is it more Mm -hmm. than that? (laughs) It gets a little tricky on that one. Um, so Chuck DeGroat has written a book called when narcissism comes to church. Oh, it was, it was came out pretty recently. And I think it's, I think it's two ways, two things. One, I believe in my experience, that most of the people who get into leadership within a church, they start with good intentions. I know I did. Mm. And I was in church leadership. I was on church staff. And my intentions were right. I thought I was doing what was right. I thought I was doing what was honoring to God and what was biblical. So I think that at least initially, when most people do get into this space, that they they do have good intentions of winning souls to Jesus and bringing as many people to heaven with them as they can and, and helping ease the suffering along the way, sharing the gospel, sharing hope and healing from Jesus with others. And I think that is the heart, but what people, what we're seeing is that especially within church leadership positions as in a lead pastor role, it's very attractive to narcissists. Mm. And is it it, would it be the case that that it's either because I think of it, you know, you know, I mean, America has its own problems with like policing and all that stuff. We're not going to get into that. But like here in New Zealand, I I think of um, the example of the police where some people seem to get drawn in for either, like you say, either narcissistic reasons or or empathetic reasons. So like Mm -hmm. it seems to be sort of one or the other, not, you know, it's quite polarizing, I think. That's what I'm seeing right now. And I'm willing to be wrong and I'm willing to learn something else, but that is what I'm seeing right now. That even, you know, when you're a young seminary student, you may not even quite realize, or people around you may not realize that you have narcissistic, narcissistic Mm. tendencies. Um, And again, you might just have a genuinely good heart. (laughs) Yeah. I've been accused of narcissism. I I don't even, I don't even know if the accusations that far wrong in some circumstances to be honest well um pretty much all humans display some form of narcissism at some point because we're wired to protect ourselves and to promote ourselves yeah i heard a quote quote when somewhere that says um if you meet somebody without any ego you've you've not met someone you know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so um yeah that's interesting yeah so well popping back to your question about coaching um (laughs) So I kind of have a three, three main areas that I've recognized with everyone who comes to me. And 
I do two different systems. One is we can do a much more structured, I can put, build you a package, whether it's a four to six week program, and we can walk through that based on your goals um, and the things that you're processing right now. Or we just do phone calls or Zoom calls, and you tell me what you want to talk about that day. And we process through that just very organically, very, you know, kind of like this conversation, but I would be asking you a lot more questions and letting you respond to that and helping you really dig deeper and find some clarity. And sorry, again to interrupt (laughs) what would be say two or three of the questions you would ask just so people could get it, get an idea of what to think about in regards to this, you know, coaching stuff into coaching well that's a good question a lot of it depends on exactly what the topic is that we're discussing <laughs> um, that would be some generic sort of stuff that you sort of ask everyone or like I, I, the reason i ask is just to just to give listeners an opportunity to sort of um yeah. decide if it's something that they'd want to do i guess right well for example one client was explaining how oh i was feeling so much anxiety i just felt so much anxiety in this situation so I said, can you please explain to me what you mean by exact anxiety? What, what were you feeling? And well, I was feeling afraid and I was feeling this. Well, what brought that on? Have you ever had those feelings before? Well, yes. When I was here, I felt that. And what brought that? Oh, it was the same type of thing that brought that on. So it helps you start realizing some patterns in yourself just by explaining that feeling a little bit more. When you say that you were upset. What exactly, what are the thoughts that were in your mind when you were upset? Or maybe you're in a situation where you feel like you were paralyzed or you didn't know what to do. You know, I might ask you something, what have you done in the past when you've experienced a similar situation and what was that outcome? Yeah. Um, Like just getting specific and like drilling down on on stuff. That sounds great. Yes. I just want to, say that i mean i'm a salesperson i've been doing sales for 10 years so i'm happy to promote you uh, like i keep saying but, uh, <laughs> you know you've got sessions starting at 50 dollars, and that's like so affordable like ridiculously mm-hmm. affordable. um i've actually just started my own business well as of two days ago um congratulations <clears throat> well yeah it happened very organically so um I've got the beyonddeconstruction.com, which is for face deconstruction. I've got a like a little social community on there, like a little mini Facebook you can sign up to and stuff like that. I'm, trying, I'm really trying to, I'm a networker. So I like, my friend Keely calls me a curator of friendships. So, oh, um, that's beautiful. Yeah, I know. I love it. I totally it's beautiful. It. I actually put it on my, my uh, resume. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Curator of friendships. There you go. So, um, that's my passion. And so this digital, I've got a website called, it's quite a long website URL, but I like it. It's um, beyond the stars, digital media promotions.com. Mm-hmm. And basically I've got like three or four clients already potentially. Well, you know, that I'm sending out invoices to um, mm-hmm. whether they will pay or not is different. <laughs> <laughs> they will positive um, thinking. <laughs> no, 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 I know. Well, I feel like I need some staff members already. I'm like, holy crap, this is exhausting. Like, it is overwhelming. So I'm running two websites now, which is quite a lot. But um, lucky, everything's automated these days. So um, basically, I'm doing quotes for people who want to promote their Instagram, like setting up, just doing all this stuff that people don't want to do. Like, I love social media, 
like mm-hmm. I lean into it and so people that hate it that need it can come to me and go hey like set up my Instagram and I'm like my, the, 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 it's so funny the story was that literally a few days ago how, how this all started I literally said to my friend David Vanderveen I said I was like give me $500 and I'll run your Instagram for a year now it turns out that's ridiculously cheap by what yes it is <laughs> uh, yeah but I don't care because I was just keen to try it and to dive in and, and to, yeah. to start something yeah. because I've just been made redundant from my job. And so I'm like, I need, I'm, I'm sick of working mm. for companies or something. So mm-hmm. if anyone needs any media stuff, please come to me. Um, <laughs> you can find, I'll put a link, I still have put a link to that website through the Beyond Deconstruction one because that's the easier URL is obviously Beyond Deconstruction because I've got about 100 sort of plus people in my community um, in and around the deconstruction space so wonderful I've, wonderful i'm definitely okay. connected to people that would be um you know in in the um market for what you're doing yeah yeah so anyways i feel like we both got, I, I did that on purpose just to get all the salesy conversation out of the way because <laughs> i i do want this I, you know I, I make no bones about it like i do want this podcast to be a, a platform for people to, to promote themselves and you know to get what they're doing out there because as I say, I genuinely think what you're doing is is um I know experientially that what you're doing is mm-hmm. um important and um it's it's heartbreaking. I mean there's an app called Clubhouse. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Yes, I, I've seen you on Clubhouse. Oh okay, okay. I have I like famous now. Oh my gosh. What is going on? <clears throat> yeah, so that's where I connected. I was in a room about a month or so ago with about 15 people all kind of sharing their faith deconstruction stories. And it was so amazing. Mm-hmm. But then when I was just like, whoa, that was exhausting. Like it was like being in a yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yes. So like, I'm just doing all this stuff, setting it up. I encourage you go onto the website. Like, I'd love you to join our social space on there as well. Um, it's it's like a mini Facebook, but it's like away from Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. So you can, because you know, some people in the deconstruction space they don't want to post because of their friends and family and all that stuff. Yes, so I've literally created a site where you know, like a little in-house Facebook where you can like connect and communicate and stuff like that. So if you just go to beyondeconstruction.com and then click Get Social, you can sign up. It's totally free, and um, yeah, so beautiful. Done. Yeah. That's all the promotion stuff out of the way. <laughs> well, I don't know because I haven't mentioned yet that I have a book coming out this fall. Oh, wow. Oh, you've completed a book. I'm, I'm one chapter into my book. How, yes. how long did it take you to write your book? Well, this book uh, took me about a year and I am working on another one, which will be more of a, a passion project. It'll take about five years, but this one took me about one year and it will come out late summer, early fall is what my publisher saying right now. And oh, cool. it's called When Family Hurts, 30 Days to Finding Healing and Clarity. Ooh. And as I've walked through this deconstruction journey myself, and I've walked along clients and friends and people that I will just randomly meet, even sitting at the pool, you know, with my daughter a couple summers ago, this woman struck up a conversation and come to find out she was deconstructing. And wow. So I, but I've recognized this very common theme as you change your beliefs, whether it's, it could be something as seemingly simple as we don't believe in spanking our children anymore, even though we were raised in church to do that. Yeah. My friend Rachel had that conversation with, uh, I don't think she'll mind me mentioning. Mm -hmm. I'll just, well, she's got a podcast called Healing My Creative Soul, which Mm. we kind of so I'll just give her a plug so she doesn't mind me. There you go. Story, but, <laughs> there you go. But no, no, she, she said she had a conversation with somebody saying, you know, she doesn't believe in smacking children. Mm-hmm. And this person 
outrage and it became a big thing. Like, yeah. Oh and that can but, happen um, in your families too. If you were raised in a religious environment where that was encouraged and you were taught that was biblical, merely changing one belief as that can cause pain and struggles in a family. So when you walk away from your faith or you become a different yeah. denomination or you decide that you're not going to go to church anymore, yeah. wherever you're at in your journey, I've just seen so much pain. So I tried yeah. to put my experiences, the things I've learned into this 30 days to help you yeah. find that healing and clarity that you need. And so, yeah, you can sign up on my, my website to get my newsletter and that way you'll get more information. Yeah, yeah. So it's Rebecca with a K, Rebecca H. I said R E B E K A A H. Yes. Drumsters. D R U M S T A dot com. I can put the links and stuff on the website and stuff. But um, but going just to go to the, I, I didn't expect to talk about like snacking and stuff <laughs> like that. But when we like, I got what my mum used to like. I grew up with just my mum and my two brothers. Like I'm a twin, and then I've got an older brother. Okay. There's James, my twin, and Jason, my older brother. And we got snacked with, like, it's called Alkathene pipe. It's like a, it's like a thick sort of plastic okay. thing. And it was like given to my mum from, I think from our pastor saying, yeah, like use this to smack your kids basically. Mm, yeah. We were snacked like a handful of times, like probably less than half a dozen times in our life. But I always used to like, cause my, my brother James, he, is well, it's, I don't know if I'd almost not agree with this point I'm about to say, but growing up, he was definitely more strong willed, he was definitely more like assertive leadership, kind of, yeah, just, just more strong willed, I guess you could say, than I was. Yes, and whenever we'd both get smacked for whatever reason, I would complain because mum would smack him harder than me. And I was like, that's not fair. And I'm like, I'm just thinking about this now. Mm. I've never, I've never thought about this, but I'm like, that was my empathy coming through. Like, yeah. I was like, what the heck? Like, I've never thought about that. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, gr- <laughs> that's like, a great insight. Like I'm going, yeah, I literally <laughs> I feel like, almost, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm just having a moment here, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy so what what um, are you feeling right now you said you're having a moment what are you feeling i don't know i feel like i don't think i am but i felt like i was almost about to start crying to be honest i was like that's crazy to think about because like yeah it, it's it's just yeah it's 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 just the compassion and that like i said the empathy going it's mm. it's almost like looking back going we know instinctively that it's wrong to hit people like yes how did we ever how did we ever get to a position? And sorry, mum, if you listen to this, by the way. <laughs> mum did an amazing job with us. I have to say that. She really did, you know. But how did we ever get to a position where we are in the system of belief that literally teaches us that violence is good? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, how did we do that? I mean, we if we believe in hell, we obviously do believe in violence anyway. But mm-hmm. Well, there's passages in I mean, scripture I, which are taken... To, to be very literal, like if you strike a child or beat a child, he surely will not die. There's phrases mm. like that. And there were two big things for me that opened my eyes to this, to this concept. And one of them was I, I believed in spanking, even when I had a child or smacking, like you call it. And it was until oh, my yeah. daughter 
was about two years old. She was being around potty training. So she still wore diapers. And I walked over and popped her on the bottom on her diaper. And she just whips around and says, mommy, no, hit me. And I'm like, I didn't hit my kid, but it clicked in my brain that here's my little two-year-old saying, why did you hit me? And so I had that moment of, um, she doesn't understand that it's not hitting. And then when I went to Israel, I was talking with some people in Israel and they were explaining to me how you crazy Americans have don't even understand Hebrew. Like that's not what the Bible's teaching. We, we don't hit our children here. It's illegal to hit our children here. That's hitting. We don't hit kids. So. One of the Bible teachers I'm quite fond of, his name's Shane Willard. He famously says that um, the worst thing for the church has been the English language. Mm. Yeah, like I think it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh wow. We've gone in we felt like we've gone on this massive tangent. It's okay. Oh no, it's good. Um, it's a very just no, naturally no. flowing conversation. We're good. I know I was the one that said that at the beginning, right? So that's, yeah, that's that. uh, on my Well, I was thinking no. about yeah, how at the beginning you talked about aren't you kind of tired of saying the word deconstruction? And then you gave me permission to kind of plug myself a little bit. So I'm gonna make another little plug for myself. I've coined a new phrase, a new term, and I call it spiritual identity disruption. Whoa. Say that one more time. Spiritual identity disruption. And here is how I have defined that. Spiritual identity disruption is when what you believed or were taught about faith or spirituality collide with an opposing lived experience which may include abuse, trauma, and hypocrisy. This polarization cannot be reconciled using the existing foundation, thus causing a disruption of identity and crisis of belief. Oh, wow. And then I have, you not, oh, I have wow. different stages that you may go through and you can go back and forth in a day, like grief. Sometimes you'll experience all of those in a, in a moment. So I have, it's on my website, but you can go and you can see because I was struggling myself and with my clients and other people and they would go to counselors and counselors had no point of reference. We don't really understand what you're going through. So I created spiritual identity dis- disruption to try to. Oh, you just gave me the best idea. You just gave me the bestest idea. I have to give you permission for this, but what I love to do is I'll create a page on my website, beyondeconstruction.com mm-hmm. for the term spiritual identity disruption. And then I'll, if you can email me your definition of it, mm-hmm. and then I could literally put a link directly to your website. That there you amazing. go. There you go. Sounds great. But oh, I just great. really wanted people to be able to. You need the .com for that, by the way. I need to what? You need the .com, like spiritual identity disruption.com. You need to buy that. Well, sh- don't tell everybody. Sh- <laughs> no. Well, no, buy it right now. There you go. I did it. Do you know how to do that or not? Yes. Yes. Oh, sure. I do. Sorry, it's not live. It's not like this is live. <laughs> I go right now. I'm going to type it in and then we're going <laughs> to give me your credit card number. And... <laughs> I'm going to rate you to buy it. No, no, no. I'm going to buy it. Oh, we just. I'm going to buy it. Oh, no, no, you can buy it from me for $500. Go for it. <laughs> no, no, no. I was saying I'm going to buy it and sell it. I know. You. That's what I mean. You'll sell it to me for $500. <laughs> Spiritual identity is. Corruption. I don't know if this is a fun podcast. Listening to me just type in the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
That's funny. This could be the start of something big. I just use GoDaddy. Oh, it could. My, um, virtualidentitydisruption.com is available. $18.99 per year. That's a bargain. That is a bargain. You should, you should immediately buy that. <laughs> yes. I'll do that as soon as we get off of this. As soon as we stop recording. No, no, no. I'm, I'm actually serious. You, you really should because then I can link to that. You could have that. You could literally just buy that .com and let it link to your current website. You don't even have to do anything. That's true. You're there. You go. You're full. See, I people have always called me Idea Girl, so now I've met my match. <laughs> I'm a networker. I just all I think about things in like visionary. I'm like a visionary thinker, so I think broad, big picture ideas. Beautiful. So like the world, I think in like giant cloud, almost like connecting clouds together. Like you know, so I'm like, oh, this could, this goes over here and this goes over here. You know, that's kind of how my brain works. They call it bipolar officially. But. <laughs> yes, but it can be so beautiful. So if you are this visionary, where do you see all of the deconstruction that's going on now within faith communities? Where do you see that going? That is a fantastic question. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, well, this is the whole reason I called my website and everything I do beyond deconstruction.com, right? Because I'm deliberately trying to push the conversation forward. Like, I get it that there's people out there that have to kind of throw their fists up to the heavens and rage at the sky mm -hmm. and sort of, you know, I I understand that. But like, at some point, we have to keep going. And that's very much my heart is to say, hey, we can't be stuck here. Like, we have to just keep keep on keeping on and just keep pushing forward. And, and I'm very passionate about inviting people into a very creative space and saying, hey, let's create stuff. That's why I'm like, it's great to hear about your book. And, you know, there's, I've got three pages of podcasts on my website. And so, like, I'm basically just going through and inviting all these podcast hosts to so come talk to me. I'll, 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 um, I want this. Like, I, I, mean, I know I've done a lot of, like, salesy things on this conversation, but it's very deliberate. Like, I want, to, I want my podcast to basically be a shop front for people like yourself to go, hey, here I am. I do this. Who are you talking to next week? Oh, this is so and so. They mm -hmm. do this. You know, like that's deliberately trying to. Do. Well, by collaborating so, like, want... and bringing yeah. others with us, that's how we can. You build community and you rise while you lift others up, and so that's beautiful. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm still buzzing on that term, spiritual identity disruption. Like that is. I like the little TM next to it on your website. Yes, too. yes. The identity disruption is, so, yes, it's trademarked. So. By the time this gets posted in the next hour. <laughs> no, don't make me hurry that. It's really late where I am. It's almost midnight here. So. Okay. So within the next, say, 48 hours, you can go to spiritualidentitydisruption.com and um, you can find Rebecca's work. Because you need that website because your your name is spelled in a funny way. Yeah, thanks a lot. No, it's the Hebrew way of spelling no, Rebecca. I know. I have a friend who spelled the same way yes. as well. So. No, that's fine. So yeah, um, shall we? Let's kind of wind it down. I think because this has been a pretty full on conversation. So, um, any closing closing thoughts for us, Rebecca? Well, the one of the things I love. Not I love, but I feel like I always want people to know when they're be even beginning to have faith questions, questioning their upbringing, questioning their, their religious environment, their community they were raised in. I want people to know that they're not alone and that they're not crazy for asking those types of questions. And yeah, yeah. 
nobody nobody ever told me that nobody helped me see that i thought i was alone i really thought i was a unicorn i was not able in the environment where i was to ask these questions without being looked at as an apostate or rebellious or you know especially being a you're you're a mother how could you ever ask the questions and so just you're not alone you're not crazy and now i'm so grateful that there are communities like the community that you're building there's there's they're all over the web and you can find someone a coach or a counselor who who matches with you and your past and where you feel like you're going and there's hope and also just because you are deconstructing your faith you do not have to leave your faith it may look different so there's two sides right now. There's some that are saying if you deconstruct, you must and you will deconvert. And then the other side is, sure, ask all the questions, but don't leave Jesus. You can't leave Jesus. You have to stay a Christian. And Well, it's interesting. I, I feel like I'm more in love with Jesus now than yeah. ever. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, but it's real. It's experience. Like, oh, here's how one, I love this quote. I'll read this quote and then we'll wrap this up. This is on the back of uh, Peter Rollins' book, Insurrection. It's a quote by Rob Mm -hmm. Bell. He goes, what Pete does in this book is take you to the edge of a cliff where you can see how high you are and how far you would fall if you lost your footing. And just when most writers would kindly pull you back from the edge, he pushes you off. And so you find yourself without any solid footing, disoriented and in a panic until you realize that your uh, your fall is in fact a form of flying Mm. and it's thrilling. And I'm yeah. like, that's how I feel. That's literally how I feel. This, we're not the ones no. walking away from Jesus. We're the ones walking away from people who forgot Jesus yes. years ago. Oh, I do. <laughs> and, and I have found that being willing to change my mind, being willing to say, I think I'm right, but I might be wrong. I'm listening. To walk into that mm. space, that is where I personally have found God. And while I do, I consult with and I, and I coach individuals who are not Christian anymore, but for me personally, yes, that, what you just read, that is where I found God too. In that, that kind of that open space, that space between the absolute surety and I don't know what, that is where God has revealed himself to me personally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's um, I was trying to find um, oh, so there's a hip hop. Well, he's a Christian hip hop artist, John Rubin, and he's got this song called "Partially Right." And I'm, I can't memorize the line, but it says something like, "And on that day, well, we on that day we shall see with clear eyes something that we were partially right." Mm-hmm. Or something to that effect. I wish I knew it perfectly. But it's so cool. It's so cool. It's you too. So it's great to meet you at almost midnight and... here. And... <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So go buy that dot <laughs> All right. Netflix. Sounds great. Well, it was so wonderful meeting you. Thank you for giving me All this right. opportunity to put in some plugs and to share a little bit about my story. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely point people in your direction for sure. So, great. yeah, be good. Awesome. Well, have a good sleep. Good evening. <laughs> All right.